0: Hello, my Curious Colleagues. This week, my guest is my colleague, Dan Gingis, the experience maker. Dan is currently a speaker stemming from his work for three Fortune 100 companies, McDonald's, Discover, and Humana, where he led digital marketing and social media digital teams. Dan is an author of two books, not one, but two. He is a graduate of the University of Pennsylvania and the Kellogg School of Business and currently serves on the board of the Daily Pennsylvanian. So hi, Dan, and welcome back to the podcast.
1: Well, hi, Denise. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be back to uh, continue our conversation.
0: Me too. Me too. So colleagues, you may remember Dan from episode 13, which I will link somewhere along the line. And um, at that time, you had just published your second book that launched in September. Um, the book is, is called The Experience Maker, How to Create Remarkable Experiences Your Customers. Can't wait to share. Let me just put that up here for the uh, audience. So I follow you. So I know you've been a tad busy since we last spoke. Um, so what have you been up to since the launch?
1: Well, the book launch went really, really well. In fact, it gave me a story to share in my keynotes, which I can share with you in a bit, um which was great and uh the book has been terrific. Uh, it's won a bunch of awards, uh, which I'm very flattered about and I think most of all is it sort of works as a calling card. you know um I love getting my book into the hands of as many people as I can because it tells them you know what I'm about and and what I talk about on stage and 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 what I believe and so it's um it's really helped grow other parts of the business i think a lot of business book authors will tell you um you know unless there's some of the really big names out there uh, that the books themselves don't make you a whole lot of money but they but in the right hands they can lead to other parts of your business growing quite a bit and that's what i've seen as well uh, so mostly, I've been focusing on uh, getting on as many stages as I can, uh, doing a lot of speaking, which is what I love. I'm passionate about it. Right. I think I'm good at it, given, by the, given the feedback that I get from uh, both event planners and audiences. Um, and I just really love to inspire people and teams to become more customer-centric. And it's not hard. It's not expensive. It's not operationally complex. It's really just about looking at things a little bit differently and yeah. trying to solve all of your business problems through the lens of the customer. And when we do that, we both make more money because our business is more successful and we keep our customers happier longer.
0: Yeah, noble task for sure. Um, so you, I heard Keynote in there and uh, let me just drill down on that a little bit. I know you are the keynote at the upcoming SOCAP Symposium in Arizona. Of course, SOCAP, for some of my listeners know that that stands for the Society of Consumer Affairs Professionals. You're going to be in Phoenix, Arizona.
1: Yeah, leaving Chicago, which right now is still cold and rainy and more wintry than anything else. So very excited to go to Arizona uh, to meet with the SOCAP folks. I mean, consumer affairs professionals, right? These folks are in front of consumers all day long. Um, they are helping to deliver an experience for whatever group of people they're, you know, in their community or in in their um, uh, in their local area. And it is so; it's such an important role. Uh, and it and what's great about it is I love talking to people who are who have direct influence over the customer experience. So I think this is going to be really, really fun because the stories that I tell um, in my keynote, I think are really going to hit home with this group because they're used to it. They're they're front and center, customer-facing individuals. And, uh, and, and I think that we'll have a lot of fun.
0: Jumping in here real quick, my curious colleagues, to let you know that Dan Genghis, the experience maker, has made an exclusive offer available for our community. Dan is offering a 50% discount for his interactive online The Experience Maker Masterclass. Yes, a masterclass. Just use the promo code CURIOUS at checkout. I'll post the link in the show notes and be sure to use the promo code CURIOUS. That's C is in cat, U-R-I-O-U-S is in super. Now back to the show. I'm wondering, is this your first time speaking at a SOCAP event?
1: It is indeed. Yes. And uh, that's part of why I'm so excited about it. I don't even know what to expect, but I assume it's going to be pure awesomeness.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, I would like to um, recommend anybody, it doesn't have to be the SOCAP organization, but anybody to get involved in their industry group to learn more and to be encouraged. And of course, network and this group, you know, it's amazing. And let me not, you'll feel it once you get in there, Dan. Um, but I hear that the resort is magnificent. It's at the Wigwam Resort in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm just going to plug plug the dates, May 1st through the 3rd. I think it's a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. There's golfing. There's golfing for non-golfers. There's tennis and uh, hiking as well. So, yeah. So it should be, it should be really good. Um, you know that I like to get into the details, Dan. Um, here on the my curious colleague. So let's get into the details for my audience, especially those who are going to be going to the event um or those who want to learn more about you and your books and what you offer. Um, what can they expect at the keynote at SoCA?
1: Sure. So I am going to teach the audience how to create remarkable experiences that customers want to talk about, that they want to share with their friends and their family, their work colleagues, on social media. Because the more we can get people talking about us, the more we can grow our business because it's the single best kind of marketing. As a 20-year marketer, I know that uh, we always looked at word of mouth as the holy grail. That means you've made it, right? When other people are talking about you and and saying great things, um, it means that you can spend less money on your own marketing because your customers are doing the marketing for you. It means that your customers are so happy that they're staying longer, they're spending more, and they're referring people, so they're helping you grow. Uh, And I have a methodology that I share in the book on how to do that, and I love walking through that with audiences because each of the five parts of the methodology, I share tons of really fun, real-life examples. And these aren't uh, aspirational examples. They're not examples where you say, wow, I wish I could do that if only I had $3 million in budget. These are examples that you can implement today. You need little or no budget at all. You don't need people's approval. You don't have to go through legal or compliance or finance or all of the red tapes that I know people have to do in corporate America, because most of what I'm suggesting is simple practical and inexpensive. And that's very intentional. I, I want people to walk out saying, man, not only was that a fun presentation, but I've got so many ideas on what I can do tomorrow when I go back to work. And I'm really excited to start implementing them.
0: Yeah. And that's such a great return on your conference investment already after the first, you know, keynote. Um, but you mentioned two things. I just wanted to roll back to you. Uh, SPI. I wrote down. So you put everything in the book through a litmus test of it being simple, practical, and inexpensive, right? And I think that 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 rigor uh, really makes the book very relevant and um, and readable. Period. <laughs> but let me get back to um, your your um, this book and the format. Maybe can you tell me? What you're going to be doing, is it you speaking and sharing?
1: Yeah, so it's a keynote, so it'll be mostly me talking, Um, but again, I try to make it really fun with storytelling. Um, I try to get the audience engaged. Um, I know I'm doing my job when I see people smiling, nodding their heads, laughing at certain points, Um, and that's all very intentional. There's also some parts of the presentation that I don't want to spoil, but uh, let's just say that because i am teaching how to create remarkable experiences i feel like mm-hmm. it's my job to create a remarkable experience for the audience um that is i want them i want to practice what i preach and i want them to see that i'm doing that so there's definitely parts of my speech that are intentionally experiential uh and maybe not exactly what you would expect from a business speaker which is which is one of the things I talk about in the book, is that the best kind of experiences are the ones that we don't expect, that, that just kind of happen to us. And uh, and those are the ones we often want to talk about. And I, I know this works, because I see what people tweet about me after I, I speak on stage, or I, I hear what people say to me when mm-hmm. I get off stage. and uh, And these are usually the parts of the presentation that tend to land really well with people.
0: Yeah which will be great and sounds like very energizing. Well, I know you're energizing. I just saw your little 30-second clip um, for the symposium and um, really got my attention. I think people will wake up very quickly. I think you're the first speaker.
1: Well, I will make sure that uh, if they're not already caffeinated, I'll make sure that I, uh, that I wake them up some other way. And I, I love being in that spot, actually, because – I think what I talk about really sets the stage for what will likely be the rest of the agenda at SOCAP. And once we get ourselves thinking about the customer, everything that we do, the customer is a part of it. Um, And it's really important also to note that it doesn't matter where you work in an organization, you might be on the front lines in customer service, you might be Mm -hmm. in finance, you might be in marketing or in operations. Every role at a company has some impact on customer experience. Even the roles that don't ever talk to customers and aren't in front of customers. Mm -hmm. They're making decisions every day that affect customers. And so the more that we can get people thinking through the filter of, huh, what's this customer experience going to be like if we do this, then the better outcomes we get. Uh, Maybe the best way to show this is through an example of how not to do it. I always uh, think about the, the person at the airlines and I don't know why I always assume it's a guy, but mm-hmm. there's some guy in finance department that decided, Hey, I got a great idea. We need to make up some more revenue. So why don't we start charging people for their to check their bags? And then somebody else says, but wait, we never have done that before. They've always been able to check it for free. And the finance guy says, exactly. And that's why we're going to make so much money and everybody cheers. But no one has t- taken even a half a second to say, well, what are the customers going to think about this? The fact that we're giving them no additional value, we're just charging them for something that we that used to be free. That's not a great experience. Mm. Now, you compare that to something like, and I just wrote a blog about this, about how Amazon has raised the price of Amazon Prime again. And so, in that- fact, it started at $79. It's up to $139. I mean, it's almost it's getting up there to being close to double. And yet consumers pay it with a smile on their face because they have continued to add value to the prime program. When, when prime first launched, it was two day shipping, which Mm -hmm. was crazy at the time, but that's the only value that you got. Now the shipping is almost an afterthought with all the value that you get with Amazon, um, music and video and, um, and, You know, the Audible stuff and all of the things that are added in and the discounts you get at Whole Foods and whatever. There's so many things in there that consumers still find it to be a high value, even though the cost has gone up. And that's very different from the airline example, right, where there's been no additional value, just the cost has gone up.
0: Hey, little birdie told me that you may be sticking around after the keynote.
1: Yes. uh, First of all, I always love to answer um, audience questions uh, after a keynote. Um, It's so much fun to see what's going through other people's heads. Then I'll also be doing a book signing. Um, I'll be signing actually both of my books, which should be really fun. My first book, Winning at Social Customer Care, Mm -hmm. and then my new book, The Experience Maker.
0: Right. And for my video friends, I have the book up now. We'll get into this in one sec. So we talked a little bit about um, what you're going to cover in book one, and you're going to most likely um, talk about your particular proprietary approach, and we'll let you get into that at the session. Um, and then also, you just mentioned the second book, which is actually your first book that you wrote, and it's called "Winnie yeah. at Social Customer Care: How Top Brands Create Engaging Experiences on Social." Media. This book was actually published in 2017. Like that's a good five years now ago. And I just picked it up last year. Bottom line is, regardless, it is so relevant today. I mean, you're at such a great level. Each chapter talks about a different sort of decision point in the journey of social customer care. And it is as relevant today as it probably was when it, when it published, in my humble opinion. So what are you going to get into with um, with that particular, with the content coming out of that? What can we expect?
1: Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, I agree it's relevant today as well, uh, mostly because customer expectations today are that brands are on social media and that if I go to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and want to communicate with a brand, my expectation fairly is that the brand communicates back with me. So... That's still there, uh, and I think the the tips and the tools that I shared in that book are really useful. Where I weave it into the experience maker and sort of the crux of the presentation is my methodology starts with something called WISE, uh, which is the four steps to creating remarkable experiences. And remarkable is an intentional word. It means worthy of remark, worthy of, of talking about. And WISE stands for witty, immersive, shareable, and extraordinary. Now, once you create those experiences, though, and people start talking about you on social media, you want to be part of that conversation. And so then I added to the wise an R at the end, which is wiser, because we want to be wiser than the competition. And the R stands for being responsive. And this is really how I tie that first book into the second, into the current uh, keynote, is that being responsive is really about being active on social media, listening to customers, Responding to questions, to comments, to compliments, to complaints, uh, and being uh, being part of the social aspect of social media, not just using the media aspect of social media.
0: Got it. Perfect. Perfect. How about um, kind of what you're seeing uh, at a broad, excuse me, how about sort of what you're seeing at a high level in terms of challenges uh, for the consumer care professionals? Anything there that you'd like to to share?
1: Well, I think that broadly speaking, and this goes across industries, is the biggest challenge that we have is getting into the shoes of our customers and actually viewing the experience from the perspective of the customer. If you think about any organization, as we're creating experiences, we're doing it from the other side. It's almost like you're looking in a mirror, right? And You're on one side and you are pushing this experience out. But if you don't turn around and be the receiver of the experience to see what it looks like, to see how it feels, to see what emotions it brings out, then you're missing the opportunity to really understand what your customers go through. So for example, we might have um, a, uh, a process That seems like it's an important process to have. You have to fill out this form and you have to get it notarized and you have to send it in a self-addressed stamped envelope. and, and, And this process is all developed for a reason, because each step means something. But then when you turn it around and you look at it from a customer's perspective and you're like notarized, how do I even do that? Where do I find a notary? And what's a self-addressed stamped envelope? I don't even know what that is. And, and how do I fit all of this in? And where do I mail it? And you start to see, wow, we're actually creating a lot of hassle for people in, a, in what seemed like a pretty straightforward process from our perspective. But it's because we never had to do it. And so I think that's the big challenge is, and this is why I always recommend to people, I probably said it the first time I was on your show, always become a customer of your own organization. If you can, sign up for your own mailing list, um, log into your website, forget your password and go through that process. Do all of the things that your customers do and that will give you the best sense for what you're putting them through every time you're asking them to do something.
0: Yeah, I think that's sage advice that has not changed since we last spoke. So how could our curious colleague community or the SOCAP attendees uh, find either book?
1: Uh, Books are available on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, uh, Books a Million. Uh, The new book is available on bulkbooks.com if you want to order multiple copies for the team, which I highly recommend because it gets everyone ready for this. On the same page about customer experience, but I'm Yeah. Uh, So any of those places. uh, And if you have uh, the books also available, depending on how you like to consume books, uh, hardcover, paperback, ebook, and audio book as well. Um, And yes, I read my own audio book, which was really fun. It's the first audio book I've ever recorded. And that was a really cool experience to do. So um, try to put all the options out there. And you know what? That's a great example of what I was just saying. Um, I know that there's lots of people that like audiobooks. I am not one of them. I don't listen to books. I like to read books, but lots of other people like to listen. So I felt it was really important that I have an audiobook for people that want to consume it in an audio format similarly i have trouble uh, reading books on my ipad or on an ebook reader because i just don't like staring at the screen as much but i know people who only read books on an ebook reader right and so you want to make sure that you have a book available in in that format for them as well um i personally love the hardcover because that's what i love hardcover books and they just they feel so weighty and um and sort of important Um, but yet, other people, you know, they don't want to spend the money on a hardcover book, and so they want the soft cover. No big deal. That's great. That's why we offer the soft cover um, for a lower price if that's how you want to read it. So um, again, I try to practice what I preach on this stuff. I'm not perfect at it. Um, I make mistakes too, and it's and it's interesting because my customers will call me out when I do, um, and that's great. That's what I want to happen. Um, but I do think it's really important to um, to practice what you preach. I promised you a story about the book launch, and I, I want to share that because um I don't think it had happened when we were last when we last talked. But when the book launched, I decided to sort of challenge myself. I wanted to send it to a hundred customer experience influencers who also had pretty good followings on social media. Now I thought that was a pretty high bar because customer experience people, I know, because I am one, have Pretty high expectations. Like it's not, um, it it takes a lot to impress a customer experience person. And so I knew if I was going to write a book about creating remarkable experiences, that I couldn't just throw it into a yellow envelope and ship it to people. That wasn't going to create a remarkable experience for them. So I got an idea one day when my daughter came back from a, a Girl Scout meeting in which they learned how to make simple circuits. And she and I, with a little trial and error, figured out how to insert 100 working light bulbs into 100 copies of the books. So uh, the book, as I'm going to show the cover again, um, has a light bulb on it. And in 100 copies, we put a little miniature bulb that really lit up on the front cover. And you opened it up. There was a sticker that said, you know, congratulations, you have a limited edition um, out of 100 copies. And it was hand numbered one through 100 Uh, And then I put it in a box that had all these other light-up toys, little necklace and keychain and a light-up yo-yo and all that. And what's fascinating is at no point did I say, hey, will you please share this on social media or share it with your followers or anything like that. I didn't have to because the box that they got spoke for itself and it was such a cool experience to receive it. That all I had to do was sit back and watch people post on it in social media, create gifts on it. Somebody created a 30-second video uh, with his 360-degree camera and words going across the screen that said, buy Dan's book. Like, you can't buy that kind of advertising, right? Uh, so that was really fine. And all the while, I was sort of chuckling because I knew I was just doing what I teach other people to do. And the best part is that light bulb, which was so cool cost me about a dollar and a quarter per buck. Um, and the most expensive part was buying pizza for the Girl Scouts. So <laughs> it was not a super expensive endeavor. Um, I didn't spend millions of dollars, but I was able to do something really cool that was really memorable for just a little bit of money.
0: Yeah. Which passes your litmus test of F, P and I, simple, practical, and inexpensive. Exactly. Well, thank you for that launch story. And thank you for taking time out of your busy Sunday to chat with me. And um, I guess we'll see you at the SOCAP Symposium.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Denise. I'm uh, very honored to be on your show a second time. And I can't wait to see you and all the others at SOCAP in May in hopefully sunny and hot Phoenix, Arizona.
0: If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple podcast. Be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks.
1: You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast with Denise Veneery. Thank you for your time.